1590 Sports Betting Radio is South Jersey's home for my guys in the desert. Weekdays starting at 5. I'm Brent Musburger. Join me and the biggest names in sports and sports betting for the latest news and information on the games of the day. We'll deliver all the information that you need to wager and win at the Sportsbook. That's my guys in the desert with me, Brent Musburger, right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Your home with a better network. Live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM1490 Sports Betting Radio and distributed by the Jacob Media Network. It's Extending the Play with John McMullen, powered by Prop Swap. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Fourteen ninety sports betting radio and welcome in Johnny Mac to your house, your show, uh, extending to play. I'm Joe Krause as we come to you uh, on a uh, Saturday morning. Man, good to be here. Good to see you, Joe. Uh, Thrilled uh, another edition, Thanksgiving edition of extending the play here on fourteen ninety sports betting radio in South Jersey. Uh, thrilled to be here. I hope everyone has a happy holiday this coming week. Obviously a very difficult time, so I hope everyone is staying safe. And unfortunately, we have to talk about that with the Eagles and Browns coming up on Sunday because this is a COVID-19 game affecting both teams. And if you want to look at it from that standpoint, probably the Eagles got a little bit lucky this week. Miles Garrett maybe the NFL Defensive Player of the Year, put on the COVID-19 list yesterday by the Cleveland Browns out of this football game. So we hope Miles is okay, obviously, but from a football standpoint, that's good news for the Philadelphia Eagles. I know the dynamic of this football game, Johnny Mack, going into uh, going into the game tomorrow. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff. Um, the weather in Cleveland is, I think, yesterday – I saw a report where they are expecting 100% uh, rain and showers and cold weather. And when you factor that into, I guess, what is the um, the running game equation of the Browns and the Eagles' inability to stop the run, that might be one red flag or one concern going into the game. Yeah, that's the bad news. So we got to the good news. The bad news is you have these weather games. You start to have it in the Midwest, Northeast as well, and and that's Cleveland. And what Cleveland does well, and the Eagles have been talking about this all week, I mean to a man, is how good their running game is. It starts with the running backs. They have two great running backs and Nick Chubb, uh, and Kareem Hunt. But you know what? As good as they are, the best part of this Browns team is that offensive line. It is arguably the best in football. I would argue this season it is the best in football. Now, there are some issues there as well. Wyatt Teller, who's their right guard, has been the best uh, offensive guard in the NFL. Uh, This season, he's dealing with a calf injury, so we'll have to keep that. He's listed as questionable, but the Browns expect him to play. Jack Conklin's on the reserve COVID list, so they expect him to be off Saturday, today, at 4 o'clock. That's the deadline, so we'll know if he gets to play. But I got to tell you, Krause, 
If you have Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin, center J.C. Treader, Joel Batonio at left guard, left tackles, Jedrick Willis, who's a first-round pick, that's the best offensive line in football. And you have those great backs, which Jim Swartz this week called the two most talented backs. Not the most talented duo, the two most talented backs this team has faced all season. It's going to be tough to to stop the run. And obviously a bad weather game, if it comes down to running game versus running game like it did last week for Cleveland against Houston, I I don't like the Eagles' chances. Yeah, because if it's in the arms of Baker Mayfield, I like the Eagles' chances because I'll take Carson over Baker. But if it's – I don't know about that. No. (laughs) Well, I I, I mean, typically I would agree with you. But we all know the struggles of Carson Wentz. And until we see it, you know, think about this, Krause. If I told you before this season started, you know, there's 32 teams in the NFL. Carson Wentz would be ranked 33rd in passer rating. 33rd. Yeah, but would you say, Johnny Mack, would you have prefaced that question by listing the weapons that I, Carson I, hey, has? There's plenty, and I mean there are plenty of exclu- uh, excuses, plenty of explanations. I, I've talked consistently about these young receivers not running routes well. The injuries on the offensive line have been devastating. For whatever reason, contract relation and then the injury with Zach Ertz, he's having his worst year. But you know what? Great quarterbacks, you know, they talk about in Green Bay, they don't have receivers. I don't see Aaron Rodgers 33rd in passer rating. He elevates people. I don't see Aaron Rodgers getting bulldozed on – two out of four plays or every three out of five plays. Carson is under siege. That's fair, Uh, especially the interior of the offensive line. And we'll get into that as well. And and Ed Kratz, my buddy from Sports Illustrated, is going to be joining the program. Um, And and you mentioned that offensive line against the Giants, and people had talked about taking the play calling away from Doug Peterson. All that kind of stuff, Krause. I got to tell you, you could have the best game plan ever created. You could be Bill Walsh times a million. That good, that offensive genius football. Guess what? If Leonard Williams gets seven pressures and hits the quarterback five times, he could throw it in the trash can, that game plan. If you can't block people up front, you can't do anything offensively. So while I agree with you, that's a that's been a Probably the biggest part of the problem for the Eagles this season. Still, great quarterbacks, they might struggle when you can't block, and they do struggle. But you know what they don't do? They don't make mistakes. They don't hurt their team. That's my problem with Carson Wentz. Too often, he has hurt this football team. But if you're playing a clean game, and to Carson's credit, he did that against the New York Giants, I'm fine with it. But when you hurt your team, turn the football over, interceptions, fumbles, which have been a constant through Carson's career, that's an issue. It's extending the play with John McMullen on Saturday morning. Every Saturday morning, uh, you'll hear Johnny Mack. Uh, I'll let you and Ed get into the nuts and bolts uh, of this game. We have a couple of minutes before we get to the break, Johnny Mack. And I do want to, uh, I did want to engage you in a conversation just to get a little bit deeper on Carson Wentz. I'm, I'm, I, I'm really trying to understand 
where he is today on the progression chart. And 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 I've been I've been I I go back to the great year before the injury. I go back to him coming out as the, as the number one pick. And I'm trying to in my mind now, not on paper, just in my mind. I'm trying to follow the timeline and understand the drop off. I think we all are. I think that's the mat. That's the sixty-four thousand dollar question. We're all trying to figure that out, and everybody's chimed in from Brett Favre to Danny Cannell to Brian Billick to Lewis Riddick. Everybody on a national level has kind of chimed in. Dan Orlovsky, name after name after name. What is wrong with Carson Wentz? I think if anybody knew it, the Eagles don't know it, and that's the problem. You know, I, I thought he had settled in. He wasn't going to be a top-five quarterback, I think, post-injuries. I think the injuries had an effect on him. Um, I don't think we're going to see the 27 Carson Wentz again. I think he's lost some of that quickness, some of that explosion. However, I thought he was settling in as sort of a a top-10 quarterback, right at sort of that number-10 level. And on a good season... It's a good level, by the way. Yeah. It's a great level. Yeah. And on a good season, maybe gets up to seven or eight. On a bad season, maybe falls back to 12 or 13. That's what I said. I never envisioned in a million years he would regress to the level he did this season, even acknowledging all the problems going on around him. I never saw it coming. I don't think anybody saw it coming. And the Eagles are saying, what the heck is going on here? I I, I think everybody is in the same boat. And I, I shift from week to week. Did the drafting of Jalen Hurts affect his psyche? Is the coaching, people talk about Frank Reich and John Filippo. is the coaching good enough now? The talent is not good enough. We can all agree on that, the personnel. But Carson's got to be better, even acknowledging the talent isn't good enough. A minute until we get into the break, and then I'll turn the controls of extending the play over uh, to Johnny Mack, to John McMullen. Uh, last question, John. Is there a play in the playbook when Jalen Hurts comes on the field <laughs> that Carson is not on the field? Um, I, there, There should be, but I will say – why are you taking your, your, your quarterback off the field? And I say the same thing with the New Orleans Saints. I think it's in, in even more. And they've had success with Taysom Hill, who's going to start this week because of the injury to Drew Brees. Drew Brees is going to the Hall of Fame. Why, and Sean Payton's a great coach. Why in the world would you want to take off a Hall of Fame quarterback for a gimmick? You take your best player off the field. I don't get it. I don't get the Eagles doing it. I don't get what they're trying to do with Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts should be the backup quarterback. And if and if Carson gets banged up, gets injured, you go in, you run the offense. And then you run the offense to the best of his abilities. As far as this putting him in there for a, a play or two, it's not working. Shelve it. That would be that would be my advice to the Philadelphia Eagles at this point. Extending the play with John McMullen. We'll get to our first commercial break here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Back in a moment.
The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf, where style meets performance. You know the feeling. Most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good, play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now. BostonScottGolf.com. Use the code Harry and save 20%. Sports are back, baby, and it's time to get those jerseys, those youth jerseys, those youth trophies, logos, everything you need to get that sports league up and running. So who do you call? There's only one place to call. It's Keystone Recognition. Over 40 years of servicing Philadelphia, Bucks, Montgomery, Chester, and South Jersey counties. Promotional items, logo clothing, retirement plaques. They do it all, and they do it safely. Think of Keystone Recognition for your PPE needs. That's masks, hand sanitizers, and more. Keystone Recognition provides non-contact pickup and delivery. So give Jeremy and Johnny a call. 215-464-9900 or check them out online at Keystone Recognition. Put some fire into your dinner plans this week and try one of the traditional and or gourmet pizzas at Boca Coal-Fired Bistro in Margate. You'll be so glad you did. And for sports fans on game day, enjoy Boca's football menu that includes the one and only football fries. Find your way to Boca in Margate, where good people meet new friends. Boca Fired Bistro in Margate, the official game day destination of The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. Heard weeknights at 10 on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, this is Extending the Play with John McMullen. Presented by Prop Swap. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, your host, 
John McMullen. The program, South Jersey, beautiful day in South Jersey, extending the play here on uh, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Beautiful day throughout the Delaware Valley, actually. Good to have Joe Krause with me. Uh, it's been a while, Joe. Um, we're around to the top of the batting order when it comes to our our beat reporters that cover the Philadelphia Eagles, and none of them do a better job than uh, my good friend, friend Ed Kratz from Sports Illustrated. want to welcome uh, Ed back to the program. And, Ed, I think this is a great week to have you because you do your podcast called Eagles Brawl. Everybody should check that out. And you got an opportunity uh, to talk to Monte Rager, the former Eagles defensive tackle, the father uh, of Jalen Rager's had some issues this week uh, getting off social media, uh, all the criticism, all the comparisons to Justin Jefferson uh, that are probably unfair. Uh, tell us a little bit about that conversation and, and, and what you think Jalen has to do uh, in these final seven games of the season. Uh, yeah. Hey, John, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah. Mont- Monte, you know, was able to speak, uh, this week and uh, you know he just kind of wanted to remind Philadelphia fans that you know look Jalen Rager is still kind of a developing player he uh, missed time obviously with the injury he missed five games he's only played in four he's missed more games than he's played in um, and 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 Jalen also missed time in training camp with a shoulder injury um, so Monte just wanted to remind people that, you know, hey, give him time, show some patience, which, you know, isn't the strongest suit of Philadelphia fans in general, no matter what the sport is. Okay. Uh, so he just wanted to kind of remind people that, hey, he, you know, his son is still going to be a good player, and you just have to give it time and uh, let it happen. And there's something to that, him missing those five games, him missing – uh, you know, I think it was a week, uh, the final week or so of training camp, um, maybe even longer than that. So it, it just, to me, was something I guess a father would do, uh, you know, kind of come to the defense of his son. And, you know, he told some good stories uh, about growing up and raising uh, an NFL player. You know, it doesn't happen all that often. I think there are maybe a 100 or so second-generation father-son uh, players in the NFL, of course, the Mannings are the, are the biggest. Or, you know, Archie had Eli and Peyton, but uh, it doesn't happen often. So we also talked about that, and I kind of wanted to, when I wrote the story, I wanted to paint sort of a picture uh, of that, you know, and, and, and raising a first-round pick and, um, you know, talk about Jalen the person because we really don't get to see him. We've never met him. I met him at the Combine in February, but – you know, with the way COVID is, we can't go in the locker room and talk to these players. Everything is done virtually. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of wanted to look at Jalen the person in addition to him as the football player that we only see on Sunday. Yeah, and uh, we're talking with Ed Kratz of Sports Illustrated Eagle Maven, uh, my uh, my compadre uh, over there. And, uh, you can check out his work there. And follow Ed on Twitter at K-R-A-C-Z-E, which I always yell at him at because that's too difficult for the people to understand, but nonetheless. Um, 
But you're right with, you know, obviously, you know, Monte Rager. And, and, and by the way, you talked about second generation, Ed. I mean, think about Monte wasn't here for a long time, but he was an eagle. Now to have a son that's an eagle, that's extremely rare. But Doug Peterson himself kind of said the same thing about Jalen Rager. It's like, look, this guy has been injured. That's some bad luck. But I, I don't know if it's short attention span. I, I, I think this fan base should have learned a thing or two from Brandon Graham because you remember – uh, that whole narrative for the first few years of his career, Earl Thomas, you should have had. Jason Pierre, Paul, you should have had. Well, guess what? Earl Thomas, you know, he's gone. He's not playing. Jason Pierre, Paul's in Tampa. Brandon Graham's still in Philadelphia, maybe having his best season. So this can turn around. And one thing I'm, I'm really impressed with Jalen about, the kid is confident, man. He really yeah. doesn't care about what Justin Jefferson or anybody else is doing. He's worried about himself. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're right about that. That certainly comes across even on these uh, Zoom interviews that we have with him. And, it, and I think his father has to get a lot of credit for that. You know, he kind of instilled that, you know, control what you can control mentality from when he was a, a, a young kid. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, him playing with the Eagles and now Jalen playing with the Eagles that Monte mentioned that. And it's in the story that, you know, it, it was almost like divine order. He called it with the Eagles being Monte's final team in a nine year NFL career that he played for. And that's where his son's career is going to begin. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think Jalen will, will go on to prove that, you know, he was worthy of being picked. It's just going to take a little bit of time and it's, complicated by the fact that Justin Jefferson is out there in Minnesota on pace to have a thousand yard season as a rookie. I think he's got close to 800 yards receiving and he's doing a great job, but uh, you know, that comparison is probably going to be there for the remainder of their careers. I would guess. Yeah, it is. And you know, there is a chance, you know, everyone's saying, and, and, and by the way, I, that night I, I, I wrote about it and, 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 I talked about it. I, I thought the Eagles, like a lot of people, should have taken Justin Jefferson. But, you know, there's a chance that both of these kids turn out to be good players. That is possible. I mean, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be one or the other. I think we see uh, Jefferson's going to be pretty good. But I also think the Eagles were looking for a different type of player. And there's every opportunity uh, for Jalen Rager to be successful as well. But I wanted to shift gears because, you know, I think it's interesting that, that Jalen got off social media, uh, and we'll see how long that lasts, but uh, to sort of dampen the outside noise. And I asked Carson Wentz about that this week, Ed, and he, he mentioned he got off social media about two years ago. And uh, it, nobody gets more heat than Carson Wentz, and you could say, deservedly so for the the season he is having but uh, how much do you think from talking to these guys each week how much do you think the impact of fans criticizing him Nate Gary would be another example of that can it have an effect on these players psyches well I think it can if you let it and you know maybe Jalen was starting to feel like it was happening to him where he was starting to maybe have a little doubt creep in I don't know that but you know maybe that's why he gets off I mean we saw it with Brandon Graham too Brandon blocked a lot of uh people on his social media a few years ago and yeah I got um, <laughs> yeah so I, I mean I I think that it, listen if it was me and I know these guys are you know you know, Jalen's only 21. You know, you're talking about a whole completely different 
uh, generation than, than one that I'm a part of. And frankly, if I didn't have to be on social media for my job, I probably wouldn't be on social media no, either. I'm, to be honest. I'm already on um, record, Ed. I said the minute I'm out of this business, you will <laughs> never see me on social media again. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, I so I think as far as a player goes, I, I think they probably shouldn't be on social media, but it's hard to rein that in, like I said, with that generation being, you know, kind of a product of that whole thing, and you can't make some blanket statement as an organization to keep these players from being on. So they have to decide for themselves exactly how they feel about it, and right now Jalen's not feeling uh, real good about it, obviously. All right, Ed, I guess we got to talk about the game, and that we're talking to Ed Kratz of Sports Illustrated's Eagle Maven. Um, Ed, you can't, unfortunately, uh, you can't get around it this week more than most. Uh, COVID-19 is going to have a big impact on this game. Both sides of the football, the Browns have had issues. The Eagles have had issues. Press Taylor's not going to be able to coach this weekend. Uh, Aaron Moorhead is not going to be able to coach. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is, is, uh, has tested positive. Vinnie Curry, Corey Clement are on the reserve COVID list as close contacts. We'll know this afternoon if they'll be able to play. But, Ed, I got news for you. The biggest one, the biggest domino is on the other side, and that's the Cleveland Browns losing Miles Garrett, who's in the defensive player of the year conversation. And I look at this kid with nine and a half sacks. And, oh, by the way, he leads the NFL in forced fumbles. And what does Carson Wentz do? He fumbles. I think this could shift this game from the Browns to the Eagles. That's how big a loss Miles Garrett is for Cleveland. Absolutely right. I mean, he's, you know, he could be having a better season than Aaron Donald. You know, he's in the conversation for the defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett. And, that's a huge loss. Um, so, you know, the Browns are going to have to figure out how to, how to manage that. But you're right. Carson Wentz fumbles, and Miles Garrett has four forced fumbles in, you know, nine games, which is, you know, a pretty good ratio yeah, there. That's pretty good. Uh, so that, it helps. You know, suddenly Jason Peters, I think he would have gone against Peters, right? Um, you know, the 38-year-old left tackle suddenly, you know, doesn't have to face him. That's a huge blow for the Browns and um, a very good blow for the Eagles of course but yeah I would like to have seen Garrett play I always like to play teams when they're at their strength and you know it's I would like to have seen Garrett play because you don't get to see the Browns all that often Um, so it would have been good to see him play and let the Eagles go strength against strength and see who the better team is with the best players on the field yeah, you're right. I mean, you never wish this. Certainly, we hope Miles is okay, as we hope everyone uh, uh, on both sides of the football, because there are more than one Brown on the reserve COVID list. And as I mentioned, we ran down the list for the Eagles. But uh, this is that year. I mean, you got to adapt and you got to move forward as best as possible. Uh, I do want to talk. You you had an interesting article. Uh, at Sports Illustrated Eagle Maven uh, about this running back by committee with the Eagles and the fact that uh, this is an organization uh, in the Doug Peterson era that has tremendous uh, has had tremendous success using that committee. They've shifted a little bit, um, and it's more uh, Miles Sanders heavy. At least when Miles is uh, healthy. Uh, and he's been in and out of the lineup himself with a uh, a couple different 
injuries. But uh, what is your sense uh, from talking to Deuce Staley and, and Doug Peterson this week about this running back by committee? And uh, do you agree with the way they're moving forward? Uh, well, I, I, I don't agree. I think that you're kind of seeing that the, the reliance on one back, uh, to me, I don't have never really understood that. I think you need more in this day and age, and uh, you need to be able to kind of balance uh, your running attack. I think with uh, some other players of different skill sets, and the problem with going with one back is you, you maybe he can't handle the load and he gets hurt. And we've seen that with Miles; he's missed three games. You know, he's had three different injuries dating back to the summer at the hamstring. He had a glute injury early in the season. Uh, and then he had the knee injury. So, you know, it, when, when he goes out, then what? Then, then you're kind of hamstrung. Uh, I mean, I know Boston Scott, I think, is a good back. I think he's kind of like a, a third-team curveball type of back, but the Eagles think otherwise. And um, we've seen him do great against the Giants, but, but really that's it. You know, he, ha- you know, he hasn't done much against anybody else. Um, so I think they need another back. Uh, you, you mentioned that they've had success in their history. Uh, they won a Super Bowl with a three-headed monster-type rotation with LeGarrette Blount, Jay Ajayi, and Corey Clement. And then even Deuce Staley, uh, when he was here, they had the three-headed monster with Brian Westbrook and Carell Buckhalter and Deuce. So uh, it's a, it's a, a proven-to-work philosophy uh, that I don't understand why the Eagles got away from it. Deuce says that they still have the three-headed monster, but it just looks different. Um, but listen, Boston Scott's only had 15 carries when Miles Sanders hasn't played. Uh, you know, to Miles Sanders is 84. I mean, that's a huge disparity right there. And I think they need to have a little bit more of a, of a you know, more of a mix in there. Uh, and what was kind of interesting, John, you were there when we talked to Doug on Friday, and I asked him about it, and he kind of said this is something we've been looking to do for a few years now, is to go to a kind of a, a one down or a three down one back person then they tried to draft alvin cook in 2017 that didn't work out would have been interesting to see if they would have won a super bowl had they got him because by not getting him they ended up signing with garrett blunt in may and trading for jay ajayi and then developing Corey clements so you know maybe they don't win a super bowl if they end up taking dalvin cook in 2017 but doug said they've been kind of looking for that that type of a back, a three-down type of back, and they think they have one in Sanders. Now, is he the guy? I, I'm not sure. He so far really hasn't proven to uh, to be that guy, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy, and that's a part of the problem when you go with just one back. Yeah, Ned, uh, Doug is telling the truth there. I think people forget not only did the Eagles want Dalvin Cook in the second round, but people forget about the first round, and it never came close to being a fruition, but they had number 14 overall. And if Christian McCaffrey, for some reason, fell to that position, the Eagles were taking him. So they've yeah. been looking for this three-down back for, for quite a while. They think they have it with Miles Sanders, uh, but I haven't seen it. And, and more so not from the running part of it, but from the pass protection and the pass catching where, where Miles has seemed to regress. But you mentioned that third head. We're getting the third head, a different third head. Jordan Howard's going to be back. Uh, and I want to talk to you about that and shift gears to the Cleveland Browns. More of that after the break here on Extending the Play and 1490 Sports Betting Radio. 
The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Mulebrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive we do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Mulebrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. If you're an owner, general manager, or sales manager of an auto dealership in the Delaware Valley, get in touch with Jacob Media right now and ask for this exclusive opportunity to saturate the market. If you're looking for showroom ups, buyers, and used car buyers who will travel to your dealership and do business, get in touch and understand why our Automotive Minute and our pre-owned showcase will drive eyeballs and phone calls. You will do business. Jacob Media Partners will turn on the power of radio and drop your dealership right in front of the car buyers. Contact Joe Krause at Jacob Media Partners, 267-261-3428. The power of the Automotive Minute, produced by Jacob Media Partners, will bring you buyers. Contact me, Joe Krause, at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. And turn on the power of radio. Ups, calls, and buyers guaranteed to sell every car we feature in the Automotive Minute. I'm Joe Krause. I'll see you on the road. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey's best. What would you do with an extra $284,783 in retirement? 
Sure, it sounds too good to be true, but that's how much you can save in taxes during your retirement with your IRA and 401k, thanks to the defensive tax planning strategies from Thrive Financial Services. Of course, everyone's situation is different, but if you have an IRA or 401k, learn how much money you can save with a free IRA and 401k analysis. This free analysis can be done over the phone or video conference. Call to schedule your free analysis now at 215-987-2450. Remember, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Call David and Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services to get your free IRA and 401k analysis. Call 215-987-2450. That's 215-987-2450 for Thrive Financial Services. Live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, this is Extending the Play with John McMullen. Presented by Prop Swap. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, your host, John McMullen. Welcome back to the program Thanksgiving edition of Extending the Play here on 8 AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. So I guess we can say. We can start saying happy holidays to people, Krause, uh, which is a good thing. And hopefully it's been a very difficult year and it's going to be uh, a difficult holiday season. But ho- hopefully everybody can stay safe and have some fun. Uh, and there's no place to have more fun with than with Ed Kratz of Sports Illustrated's Eagle Maven. Uh, Ed works with me at Sports Illustrated, also does his great Eagles brawl podcast you can follow him on twitter at k-r-a-c-z-e did i get that right ed you got it right john congratulations (laughs) i love the the intro thank you it's one of the few things i i I get right uh but we do have a game obviously this weekend and i think uh everyone looked at this as the start of the toughest stretch uh of the Eagles 2020 schedule and rightfully so if you look at the next really five games uh all potential uh playoff teams but as I always say about this league Ed everything is so fluid and we saw it so much this week we talked a little bit about all the COVID problems Miles Garrett being out of the game uh, for the Cleveland Browns. We'll see about Jack Conklin. Uh, we'll see about kicker, our old friend Cody Parkey. He's on the reserve uh, COVID list, and the the Browns will have to make a decision uh, on him today. But even if you look forward, Drew Brees is, is out on injured reserve now. The earliest he could come back is against the Eagles. Seattle is in this stretch, and they have the worst defense in the NFL, so as good as they look offensively, that's how bad they look defensively. Um, can the Eagles turn this 3-5-1 and one start? I don't even want to call it a start. That's where they are. That's the bad news. The good news is they're in first place. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, You know, and, and I had a prediction column uh, at the halfway point of the season during the bye week, and I had the Eagles finishing with seven wins. Wow, that'll, um, that'll win this division. I think so. Uh, but here's how I kind of broke it down. I didn't get into specifics as who they would beat until the very end, but I thought they would split with the Giants and Browns. All right, I wasn't sure which game they would win, but now here we are against the Browns, and I did pick the Eagles to, to win this game. 
Um, so I think they, you know, they get the win, and then they have these, you mentioned these uh, next four games, I guess. I had them winning one of those four between the Packers, Seahawks, Saints, and Cardinals. And then I had them winning their final two games against the Cowboys in Washington. So um, it starts Sunday with Cleveland, and it's not going to be an easy job, uh, obviously. You know, they have a great running attack. and uh, But I like how the Eagles are getting a little bit healthy. I think getting Isaac Siamalu back at the left guard position is going to help. Uh, you know, he hasn't been around since week two. Um, and he's really their best option there. I know Nate Herbig played some time there, but uh, Siamalu's back. Uh, better, and and I like that fact. I think they get Ertz back next week, and I know he hasn't had the first half people thought he would have, but you know he comes back for kind of the stretch drive. We'll see if he can elevate his game, and just the fact that Goddard and Rager are continuing to get healthy and become more involved in the game planning, I, I think bodes well for them. Yeah, and I'm a little surprised, and the Eagles uh, still could make a defi- decision uh, to activate Zach Ertz uh, by 4 o'clock today, but it looks like they're not going to do that. Doug Peterson essentially said they're going to wait a week, as they did with Isaac Sayamalu as well. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, Ed. I get not knocking off the rust. I mean, uh, I get trying to attempt to do that in practice, but at this point, this team, I think they need all hands on deck against a Cleveland team that, you know, maybe you have an opening now because of all the issues with COVID. But one of the things with the Browns, I think the theme this week was stop this running game. Stop Kareem Hunt. Stop Nick Chubb. Stop that offensive line. And it looks like it's going to be a bad weather game again. That is some of the negative, at least, uh, trending I see in this game. Do you think the Eagles can stop that running game? Well, that's a good question. They may not have any carry, but they are kind of deep at that defensive line position. Um, but that's going to be a real challenge, especially for a defense that last week really let Wayne Gallman and Alfred Morris kind of uh, pick up huge chunks against them. And that was really the first time we saw uh, running backs have that kind of success against this defense. It's typically been the quarterback uh, runs, uh, you know, Daniel Jones, of course, embarrassing them twice in two games. Uh, and we saw, you know, the receivers really hurt them against the Rams, against, you know, uh, against the Steelers, you know, in the, in that running game, the receivers hurt them. So, uh, last week's kind of a concern to see what the Giants were able to do. But you hope that maybe that's just because Joe Judge did a great job of outcoaching Doug Peterson, in my opinion, uh, and making different wrinkles and putting in different tweaks. Uh, giving the Eagles different looks to kind of get that running game going. Uh, so that familiarity may be a, a part of that. Um, the Browns and Eagles don't have a whole lot of familiarity. So, you know, I think the Eagles, uh, that's an advantage for them. But it's still going to be tough because that offensive line is, you know, is very, very good at run blocking. Now they might be without Wyatt Teller. I think he's listed as questionable. I, I know you did a, a the preview piece and really mentioned him as having a Pro Bowl season and, uh, he is. I mean, he's a real road grader in the run game, but they may not have him. And you mentioned Jack Conklin on the COVID list. We'll see if he's going to be activated. Um, it's just, you know, we'll see. I think the Eagles can shut it down, and that's what you want to do. You want to have Baker Mayfield beat you, and I'm not sure Mayfield, as streaky as he is, would be up to that task. So I think the Eagles can shut down this running game, and I think they will. Okay, Ed, you said something there that piqued my interest, so I want to get there, and that's that Joe Judge outcoached Doug Peterson. 
Joe Judge, Philly guy, Lansdale Catholic. I think he went to St. Joe's Prep this week uh, before he went to Lansdale. This week we got Kevin Stefanski, the Browns head coach, who's <laughs> who's a St. Joe St. Joe's Prep grad. He's a, a Penn alum. Uh, he started his Eagles. He started his NFL career as an Eagles intern uh, under Andy Reid and Brad Childress. Um, Another Philly guy, can he outcoach Doug Peterson? And, and and the second part of that, Ed, is this Doug should give up play calling. Well, you know, Press Taylor's not going to be coaching this week. So who is he going to give up play calling, even in a best-case scenario? Who do people want to call plays? Press Taylor, Rich Ganzarello? Give me well, some guidance on that. I, yeah, maybe Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley, you know, he is your assistant head coach. He's a guy that should be in, under consideration for becoming a head coach, uh, but has never gotten that opportunity. But maybe Deuce, you know, and someone even mentioned to me that maybe Jeff Stoutland, their offensive line coach. I mean, he's their run game coordinator, so he's involved in the game planning. So that would really be outside the box uh, type of stuff. And I just don't see Doug. Uh, being relieved of his play-calling duties. We know that if he does, it won't be by his own accord because he said that's his favorite part of the job is calling plays. He's been, you know, pretty consistent with that messaging since day one. So uh, if he doesn't call any plays, you know that's uh, coming from above. And then as far as out coaching him, uh, I think Joe had the advantage of having seen the Eagles three weeks earlier. And to his credit, uh, he put in some different type things that really – befuddled the Eagles. I mean, they couldn't stop that run game, and I think that's a credit to Joe Judge and what he was able to do uh, in the three weeks between games. Now, Stefanski, obviously, you know, he did grow up in Philadelphia back in the early part of this century, uh, started his coaching career in 05 uh, with the Eagles, but uh, they don't see the Eagles that often. They're only studying tape this week of them. Maybe they looked at it a little bit leading up to it, you know, in the weeks prior, but uh, I, I don't really think that he would have as good a chance of out-coaching Doug as Joe Judge did. Um, but let's face it, Doug hasn't had a great year coaching, uh, in a lot of people's opinions, so it could happen. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of torn on Doug Peterson. I think if anyone watched the Chicago Bears on Monday night and they saw uh, a, a play-calling shift from Matt Nagy uh, to Bill Lazor, uh, and we know both of them, also former Eagles coaches, um, in the case of Nagy, obviously an Andy Reid uh, disciple. Bill Lazor was in charge of Nick Foles during his 27-2 and season uh, here. Uh, the Bears didn't score an offensive touchdown. They got uh, one touchdown, and it was a Cordaro Patterson uh, kickoff return. So in a lot of ways, I think changing play callers in, in week 11 or week 10 of an NFL season is sort of like shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic. You're sort of giving up. Um, but, I, I, you know, when you look at play calling in, do you think it is more of, it, it, I don't want to say creativeness or execution of the players? I mean, it's tough to perform if the offensive line can't block anybody. That's how I look right. at it. You're absolutely right. And, and you know, all the moving parts they've had on offense. And you, you wonder how often Carson's changing that, those plays at the line of scrimmage. You know, he is given, you know, quite a bit of free reign uh, when he hits the line as to what he's going to do, whether he's going to execute that play called or if he's going to audible out of it. 
Um, so, yeah, play calling is a very tough thing to put your finger on. And I just think it comes down to maybe some play design. I just think they need to have better play design, the Eagles. And, frankly, I'm a little surprised we haven't seen more of it. You know, I watched that Cardinals game with Cliff Kingsbury against the Seahawks earlier in the week. And, um, you know, some of the formations that the Cardinals are running out of are, 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 are very good. And I don't see any of that from, from Philadelphia. So, uh, I think the issue with the Eagles isn't as much play calling as it is play design and uh, and and even execution. Like you mentioned, that offensive line, uh, especially the interior last weekend, was just not up to par. All right, Ed. Uh, Want to put you on the spot. Want to thank you for joining the program. First, Ed Kratz from Sports Illustrated's Eagle Maven. Follow Ed on Twitter at k r a c z e. Who's going to win this football game? Philadelphia Eagles, Cleveland Browns. Well, I alluded to it earlier. I have the Eagles winning this game, twenty-five to twenty-two. I think I, I had the final score. You know, there's never, you know, these scores with the Eagles and the way they always go for two. Never really, uh, you know, they're always these oddball numbers. So I have them scoring twenty-five points, which will be enough to beat Cleveland. I think they get the job done. I think they stop the run enough. Uh, I think they are able to uh, find some offensive rhythm on the road here in Cleveland, um, and I think they find a way to win this game and get to their fourth win of the year as we head into Thanksgiving. Love it. Positivity. That's why Ed balances me out, the negative. There's the positive. Yes, sir. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Ed. Appreciate you joining the program. And uh, after the break here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, Joe Krause will return. He and I will get into some Eagles intel next on Extending the Play. Smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports Bats. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates. South Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. My name is Frank Halber, and I serve as president of Ask Me Local 1637. Every day, countless lives are devastated in our country at the hands of the opioid epidemic. Whether sparked by a pain-related work injury or other issues, many of those afflicted are family members, friends, and co-workers. It may even be you in desperate need of help. No one is immune to the effects of this terrible epidemic. If you or someone you know or love is suffering from addiction to opioids or other substances, don't wait another day to reach out to someone and seek help. 
I have personally felt the pain that this epidemic inflicts, and I beg of you to tell a friend, a family member, or a professional now and get the support you need like your life depends on it, because it does. Remember, it's not where you start the race that counts. It's that you finish that matters the most. My name is Frank Halber of Ask Me Local 1637. I'm a labor leader and organized labor cares. Live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM1490 Sports Betting Radio, this is Extending the Play with John McMullen. Presented by Prop Swap. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, your host, John McMullen. Home stretch of the program, Thanksgiving Day edition of Extending the Play. Nice to be sitting in with you, Johnny Mack, and great, great, uh, great week to do it with Ed joining you for segment, uh, segment two and three. A lot to unpack uh, in that conversation uh, with Ed. Y- you and Ed were in a discussion about Doug Peterson. Yeah. You, you know, I'm curious to try and understand if Doug forgot how to coach or it's just a byproduct of of the cards he's been dealt with, meaning personnel. Boy, I, I, I do. Um, I, I, you know, I think of it this way. I mean, uh, what happens between 2017 and really February of 2018, a cold winter's night in Minneapolis, we're not even three years past that, and, and people are trying to tell me Doug Peterson can't coach an NFL football team. I, I find that very hard to believe. So do I. Yeah. I, it, it's all about personnel. The Eagles have made a lot of personnel mistakes. I think they've, they've you know, they've sat on. Uh, I, I think a great comparison is those Phillies teams with Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley. Uh, and, and the Eagles kind of stood with them a little bit too long as they aged and got expensive. I think this is an aging, expensive roster. The Eagles thought the championship window was open from a personnel standpoint to get another one. I think they made a mistake, and now they're sort of paying for that sin, and they have some personnel deficiencies. And as I said, as an offensive play caller, what I mentioned with Ed, and I mentioned to you in the first segment, if you cannot block up front, it is difficult to do things offensively, and it is going to look ugly at times. And that's where the Eagles have been. Simple as that. Uh, earlier in the week on the middle, and you hear the middle every Monday through Friday here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio from a, uh, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And, of course, Johnny Mac, you joined the middle on Tuesdays uh, and Thursdays. Uh, Barrett Brooks was zeroed in uh, on Jason Kelsey. And yeah, and Jason some of the thinking. issues that, that that Jason had in in you know in the game in the game last week. Yeah, that was a, a that was the worst game Jason's played really in a long time. If you, you really have to go back to the Chip Kelly era when you you remember how the Eagles were trying to play with all that tempo, and, and Jason sort of lost a little bit of weight, uh, tried to emphasize his quickness. Uh, tried to emphasize that tempo and just conditioning. And he would often get engulfed by bigger uh, nose tackles, just outpowered. Uh, And he's always been an undersized center, but he's tremendous with his technique. Um, As Doug Peterson got here, he's turned into the best center in football, three-time All-Pro. That was a bad game from Jason Kelsey, and it was Leonard Williams, Dalvin Tomlinson, Right up front, big bodies, big powerful guys. 
it sort of reminded me of that Chip Kelly era. Hopefully, Jason corrects it. I, I think one of the issues is hasn't had uh, Brandon Brooks, not Barrett Brooks, but we all know Brandon, how powerful he is. So Brandon would help Jason Kelsey and vice versa. Isaac Sayamala as well, powerful guy, has been out since week two. He'll return this week. I think when those guys are around Jason Kelsey, he excels. You know, last week it was Suo Peta and Matt Pryor. Mm. I think that explains a lot of it. Yeah, sure, it, it sure does. The uh, Eagles' intel as extended to play on AM fourteen ninety Sports Betting Radio winds down here on a Saturday morning. Don't forget, top of the hour, branded sports will uh, be here. One hour of good programming. I'm sure they'll zero in not only on this Eagles football game. But as they always do every week, they'll spend some time uh, on college football uh, as well. Should be a good show coming up at 11. Johnny, uh, last couple of thoughts from you um, on this game. You know, the segments Eagles Intel, you know, I'm thinking, is it the streaky Baker Mayfield that is the streaky car yeah what is that well, what is that what we're going to see <laughs> because before i get to that joe real quick because it is eagles intel i'd like to give the listeners a little nugget each week that they're probably not getting anywhere else the coaching staff this week we talked about press taylor we talked about aaron moorhead they're out they're not going to make the trip to cleveland there was another high profile coach who was not at practice this week. This is what's going on in this COVID world. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the test positive, and this one's going to coach on Sunday. But if you have symptoms, if you have a sniffly nose, if you if you think you have a sore throat, you got to stay home. And that affects preparation. So it's more than those two coaches this week. Now, while I say that, I've kind of shifted. Miles Garrett not being in this game has shifted me from the Browns back to the Eagles. That's how big that loss is for the Cleveland Browns. I think the Eagles are going to win a close football game. I really believe that now. And I have shifted. I had the Browns win in this game. But as far as Baker Mayfield versus Carson Wentz, hey, you know, progressive commercials, everybody knows. Former number one pick, Baker Mayfield. He does a great job on the commercials. He does, he does a great job on the commercials. <laughs> yes, he does. Big name, Carson Wentz, huge name, both disappointing this year. Who's less disappointing in this game? That's where we are with Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz. It all plays out tomorrow, 1 o'clock, Eagles-Browns in Cleveland, 100%. The forecast is for 100% rain. That's not good, 100%. So the three-headed monster that you and Ed talked about from an Eagles standpoint, what's that going to look like tomorrow? It's going to look like Miles Sanders. Uh, Jordan Howard is going to be back, but he's not going to play tomorrow. He's got to go through all the COVID protocols, and then maybe we can talk about him down the line. But it's going to be Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. And Miles, I said, he can run the football. Now it's time to pass block, and it's time to catch the football like he did in his rookie Can season. any of the backs pass block, John? No, not, not the ones here, and that's one of the reasons Jordan Howard's coming back. Yeah. It's interesting because Jordan Howard can pass block, but he can't catch the football. Right. So it's, it's you know, that's why it's so – I think I'd rather have Jordan Howard in there giving Carson the extra just yeah. – the, the, the That's side. why you want Dalvin Cook. Uh want to thank you, Joe Krause, for joining the program. Again, happy holidays to everybody. Until next Saturday, keep extending the play. I'll see you Monday night with Ryan on the Fix. Today's program was sponsored by the Malamet Law Office and REMAX Real Estate, as well as Bet Rivers Party Poker and Dunkin' Donuts.
This has been a Jacob Media Partners production. Listen online at 1490sportsbettingradio.com.